What is up, guys? Welcome to Culture Ambition. This is going to be our first guest episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Luis Tapia, he's a really great friend of mine, former Marine, engineer, all-around good dude. We're going to be talking about just a bunch of random topics and shooting the shit. So, enjoy. What are you doing? Why are you still at the gym? And I'm like, well, because I'm recording. I had yeah, to delete like like 10 times because I didn't like the way it started. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would definitely be the same for sure. Yeah. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Doing good. You just... We're going to ask this question again. We're talking about it right now, but... Okay. Um, you just got back from wrestling match, kiddo. Yep. Got... Um, big wrestling tournament, the state tournament. Uh, he qualified this year for state and ended up taking fourth place um, in the 113 uh, 6A category, so... Yeah. Is he going to do anything else afterwards, or is he just doing wrestling? Uh, I'm giving him a, a break for a little bit, and then we're basically going to start getting ready for next year again, attack it, so... Nice. What about you? You got a jiu-jitsu match or a jiu-jitsu tournament. Oh, you're putting me on a spot, man. I, I'm going to have to be accountable for that, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's coming up next month, so I'm going to have to prep for that. Uh, kind of like a agreement amongst friends. And, and so now, you know, you got to dive into the, the deep end of the pool and hopefully you don't drown, right? So. Yeah. You'll be fine. I've seen you. You've you fucking manhandled me several times in the fucking gym floor, so that's just horseplay, uh, man. I oh know. <laughs> I've been wanting to go with you, but I just it's whatever, man. Right? I know. It's just the kiddo. Mm-hmm. Now I just have to take care of her, and then it's like congratulations on becoming a daddy. I know, man. It's crazy. I every time you would tell me that there was going to be a switch that went off and you were like I can't explain it but it's just gonna happen something just kinda changes yeah and then it just uh, now it's like like oh shit I felt like as soon as I saw her on like as soon as she was born I saw her and it was the first like a switch just went off did you get like super emotional I did dude I cried I think till this day I'm still like there's a few times where I'm just holding her in my arms and I start crying for no fucking reason uh-huh. and my wife comes and she's like what are you what are you doing what's going on yeah, yeah that's normal man that's, that's super normal and, and I mean you're responsible for somebody's life you know I know that's so, the craziest part yeah. and I'm looking at myself and I'm like um I'm not really responsible with myself as it is. Uh, right? It'll it make you. Then there's no, there's no like handbook, so I'll figure it out. <laughs> the crazy thing is that I did not like picture myself as a girl dad. Uh huh. And then now I just feel like you I really didn't. didn't? I, no, I, I definitely didn't picture you as a girl yeah, dad. Yeah. I love people tell me that, but I feel like it's weird. Like I don't. I don't know, like, I look at it now, I'm like, huh, I don't know know how different it would be to be a boy dad instead of a girl dad. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. The boy now. Oh, no, I can't. (laughs) You know what? There's been, like, uh, my wife's boss, and then several of her friends have told us, hey, you guys had to have a second one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, I got... I got no say in that shit because I'm not the one pushing it out. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And labor went okay, like, super smooth? Yeah, so... She, uh, she was pushing for like an hour and an hour and a half, more or less. Um, they did have to use a little bit of, uh, what's it called? It's a, a vacuum, I believe it's called. It's a device mm-hmm. they put on the head and um, to help her um, push Deliver. the baby out because he was having a little bit of trouble. But I think, so apparently what the doctor told us was that she was having trouble because of the... Um, 
Epidural, I guess it's called. The um, yeah. So she couldn't feel her legs, and there's like the contractions weren't as hard. Like she couldn't feel the contractions, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, um, she was having a hard time pushing Pushing, through. So I guess I don't know. I guess in a way, like she would have felt the whole thing. Maybe she would have been faster, but right. I don't know. Yeah, it would have been a lot more painful. (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Dude, were you holding her hand during the delivery? I was helping her hold her legs. Like every time, like she would like have to push and shit. Really? Yeah, it was crazy, dude. Because I thought I for a second was like, did I smoke something or did I eat something? Because let me tell. So this is what happened. So she grabs her phone and she's like, put a playlist that I like, I just want to like relax and have like a playlist playing on the background. Okay. And so I thought she was going to put like her gym playlist or something to like get like hyped up or something. She puts Hype like... for delivery. Yeah, bro. I'm like, <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking. I don't okay. know. I'm like... <coughs> she yeah, puts on... That. She puts on Camilo. And okay. it's like, it's like kind of uh, no it's like R&D? it's like high beat like spanish like oh, okay cumbia type of style shit oh. the whole fucking delivery the doctor all the there's like six nurses in there and there was like so there was at the beginning it was just a doctor and then there was like two two other nurses and like uh like a surgeon that was like the doctor's like second hand is helping her out mm-hmm. For like 30 minutes, like they were all just dancing, fucking around, shooting the shit. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, dude, they were jamming That's kind of the environment you want to relax. (laughs) So then I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? How did did she feel about that? Oh, she was like, it it helped her relax for sure. Like, well, not relax, but she was a little bit more um, at ease. And then next thing I know, there were like three other nurses that walked in. They're like, hey, what's going on? I heard like the music coming out of the room and shit. Really? There was like nine nurses at one point in there. And I was just like dancing and shooting the shit. And I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, so yeah, I was an experience. I like, I gained so much more respect for her just by seeing her go through that shit. Right. I was like, yeah. So now you know what I meant about the 40 days. It's for the guy. It's actually not for them. <laughs> you know what? I honestly thought that it was going to be a little bit more like, um, not traumatic. Like, I thought I was going to like faint or something. Cause I, like, I had a lot of friends out there. I was like, yeah, do you probably like, do yeah, you see anything? I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> but you're definitely like, you know, what's all this stuff coming out of there? Yeah. It's kind of like, but I was shocking. also not facing her directly. I was like on this, on her side. So okay. I could see the, like, I could see the baby's head popping out and everything. So, the nurse played with the hair and everything. Yeah. They were like, do you want to see the head? And I was like, ah. And then one of the times I peeked, uh, not on purpose, but I ended up seeing uh, my daughter's head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's not that bad. I was like, I yeah. thought it was going to be something completely worse. But I also think that if you get like a C-section, I'm pretty sure that's a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <That's like, laughs> like, well, like, yeah. so. <laughs> like my dad told me... Uh, before she decided to do the natural birth, he was like, is she going to have a C-section? I was like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if she has a C-section, you better not be in the fucking room. And I was like, why not? He's like, because I was in your sister's, uh, when she when she when when your mother gave birth to your sister, and it was a C-section. He's like, I almost passed out twice. Like, <laughs> So I was like, I, I would okay. figure you actually wouldn't be allowed in the room, but I guess, you know, you still want to be there to receive the baby and everything. I think, um, I think they ask you if you want to be in the room. Because the, doc- the, the doctor told, yeah, I think the doctor uh, told us that uh, if she had to go into C section, you could be in the room. But it's, I guess it's your choice. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. thankfully it wasn't a C section. I like, 
last resort, the doctor told her about the vacuum, and she was like, if she doesn't come out this time, like, we're gonna have to go into the emergency section. My wife was like, fuck this, like, she's coming out, and as soon as, like, she told her that, she just popped that out. Really? Okay. That was crazy, but yeah. Yeah, yeah man. that's motivation for sure. <laughs> yeah. I want to get cut open, so I'm going to push the baby out. Yeah, no, from my experience, it was like, uh, <coughs> I was 19 at the time, and we had no family, like, in California, so we were in San Diego, and uh, it was just super overwhelming, you know, and, and I was, like, running, getting buckets of ice and putting ice behind her back, and I was holding on her hand, and she was, like, twisting my arm around during delivery, and then the placenta, like, watching that come out and everything. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was exhausted, and like you said, like, full respect to women out there because, geez. I, I honestly, point. like, I don't know how, how you, like, not, I don't know how, but it's so crazy to me to think of doing it by yourself, like, without having family around, because, like, our families are both really supportive, mm-hmm. but, like, it's like you guys and like I have other friends that like I have a friend that she her I believe her husband was in the was they're both in the military but her husband was deployed elsewhere mm-hmm. and Overseas. she yeah and um she was stationed like she, I don't remember the state but she was somewhere else from where her family is on her own yeah oh. but she had twins and that oh. was the first the first uh like the first two that she had so I was like fuck that I can't like imagine being by yourself with two fucking kids like as soon as, as, soon as you as get home is, yeah as soon as you get home you're like the fuck do I do now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and two kiddos too that's crazy yeah dude um how's, how's your workout man it's good man got a good one in this morning uh the class workout like a modified and then uh did a, a cardio component too and a strength component, so felt, felt good. You? Nice. How's yours? It was good, man. I was waiting for you. I was going to work out with you, but I had to, I had to take care of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I had to take care of stuff. Yeah, I managed it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I finished and then I finished coaching people and then I came back. Um, <clears throat> did my workout. I was waiting for you. About to text you if you were alive or not, but I figured that yeah. there's like traffic that is traffic crazy. Is horrible yeah, right now with that construction right now. Freeways closed. Yeah, everybody's super nice and not aggressive at all. I, the amount of people that I've seen, like videos that I've seen from like car crashes and shit. I'm fit fan. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, but honestly, I'm like, where are you going that you're in such a hurry? Right to get there, like, and so I was listening to uh, the Savon podcast a while ago. This was before my daughter was born, and there's one thing that he said. He's like, as soon as your kids are born, you have to understand you are never in a hurry. Like you just have to get there. Mm-hmm. He's like, because otherwise you're gonna like you have you have kids that you're taking. Like there's people around you that you're taking care of now, so there's yeah, no reason why you should be in a hurry. You, yeah, right? and so now like every time I get on the road from from then on after I heard that I was like, yeah, it's true, it makes sense. And so now like I see people sometimes it's just like going like cutting people left and right and it's like where the fuck are you going you're such a fucking hurry yeah i feel like sometimes in the morning just like it's just one of those days where nothing's going right or you forget something and and, you know then you're on your way and you're trying to haul you know ass and then you realize like well i'm already late anyways now i'm just putting myself at risk and then uh yeah so definitely not worth it way too much to lose and like you said you have people depending on you and counting on you yeah i saw this um was it this challenger the other day? The guy fucking crashed into a uh, 
one of the light posts by um, by Artcraft, I think. Mm-hmm. And the guy was swerving just left and right, left and right, and then just good traffic. Yeah, yeah. dude, it was like, all right, well, I guess I guess that's what we're doing, and you just see him crash. Yeah, or the bike's like a couple inches away from your. Vehicle. I think that's yeah. the worst thing, like, especially with like what, what happened with Eileen, mm-hmm. like. Um, I feel that if you're driving a bike, like people, because as as it is, people don't pay, fucking pay attention in the road as it is. Right. And so to see something smaller object like a bike, it's so much harder. So if you're swerving through the fucking lanes and stuff, like you're just yeah, it's like already hard to see you. And so you're yeah, you're putting it too much in other people's hands, I think too. And and like when I used to ride, like. Once I was exposed to the track and I realized like how fun the track was and how you could push and, you know, uh, had a couple crashes on, at the track, but the, the consequence was minor because there was runoffs, there was the, the gravel patches, all mm-hmm. that, and then the traffic's aware of what's going on, right? Yeah. So I actually didn't enjoy or riding in traffic after that like at all like in on the contrary it put me on edge because i don't have to be so defensive and and i back when i was stationed in san diego like i would get run off the road uh off like the major highways like once or twice a week guaranteed mm-hmm. so i always you you'd always have to be like super hyper aware yeah mm-hmm. and san diego's so big like you got so much traffic going on there but even then it's not as like i feel like in our city they just can't figure out how to build something at one point and finish it before they start building something else. Yeah, there's like 10 things so, going yeah, on Yeah, there's like 10 once. fucking projects going on. Yeah, the west side and the east side right now are so bad. Yeah, dude, there's like a construction everywhere. I didn't know you rode on the... Did you race or was it just... Yeah, like... no, I raced too. Um, yeah, it was... Uh... First, it started off with uh, me like... Uh going up with my buddies up to like Palomar Mountain which is like an area just northeast of San Diego uh-huh. so a whole bunch of switchback roads and stuff right and then uh, like we did not know what we were doing whatsoever at the time and I didn't know it right and mm-hmm. so I'd see these guys and they'd, they'd ride up with like leathers like full leather gear and they'd be putting a knee down and, and just taking those roads like super fast and everything. I was like that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so I'm not using this bike to what it's potentially made for, you know? Yeah. And so I started doing my research and uh, I had some friends that had done track days and so started looking into that. Ended up going to uh, California Superbike School with, okay. with uh, Keith Code. He's the one that, that owned it at the time. Pretty sure he still does, but uh, did that and started doing track days and that got me into racing and, and yeah, it, the adrenaline from that is, is unmatched. Yeah, I can imagine. For sure. I've been wanting to get I wanted to get a bike and then and then I pussied out and I was like nope I'd rather not I just wish there was there's more roads around here you know what I mean like more more better riding bike. and yeah. also like more tracks so I got super spoiled when I, I PCS to uh, Fort Worth that changed duty stations and <coughs> I literally went from having a track like four hours away to having a track like an hour away so it was oh, super man. I think one time I showed up to the track day I forgot my bike keys and I was able to go back home and make it back in time for in my time. session so it was perfect yeah, I was kind of mm. spoiled and I definitely should have taken more advantage of that is there more because you do you ride dirt bikes too with, right. with Alex right mm-hmm. is there more of a dirt bike scene here than it is <clears throat> Not really, man. I feel like like this area really lacks in like uh, the bike scene for sure. Um, we like to go up to Aiden Hills, which is by Las Cruces, like mm-hmm. west of Las Cruces. There's some good riding there, but it's more like free riding, not like track riding. And I know they do have a track up in Tularosa, which is like just north of uh, Alamogordo. Okay. 
Um, but we never got a chance to go up there, and, and we like to go trail riding in Cloudcroft. There's a lot of good riding up there. But we had a super fun adventure one time when uh, it rained just before we went out on the tra- trails. Mm-hmm. And the first part of it, you're going downhill, so it was okay. We were like sliding around a little bit, and then on our way back, we we're like, wait a minute, we gotta make it back up the mountain up. <laughs> to the campsite, you know? And, and so it was definitely not as fun as as we were hoping. And yeah, showed up covered in, in mud, and, but it was good. It was a good adventure. Yeah, good memories. That's cool, man. I've never, I've only ridden like twice. Twice. But I've only ridden in like Square quads. No, I've only ridden like quads. Um, hey, you can put a leg over my dirt bike whenever you want. Man. You're not going to do anything to it. It'll fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably up, fall yeah. like three or four times. Do you know how to ride like a... Like, or have you ever driven manual transmission or anything like that? No, dude, I have no... The only... So, I don't know how to drive it in a car. Which is funny because I was listening to this podcast today, actually. About... You, now you don't have to if you drive a manual car you don't have to put anything in it for security you just leave it there because nobody knows how to yeah, fucking yeah, I mean, you know what there's a lot of truth to that right? <laughs> um, yeah because uh, the guy the guy was from um, I think he's from the UK and he was talking about how like every car like 90% of the cars over there are manual mm-hmm. but you can have two different types of licenses so there's a for manual and then there's for automatic right. but if you if you have the manual you can drive you, it'll oh. count for your automatic we will have an automatic right. you can't and I think here that happens wow, with the, that's crazy. That's I know like and that. so and here I think here in the US they have that for like if you have um I think it's a CDL. Right, like, like the, you, truck, the yeah, different classes. Like yeah. There's ABC, ABC yeah. classes. And, uh, and then yeah. for motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I've, I've never... I can do it for a car, but I can't do it for a bike. I've never actually like, ridden a bike before. Want, I'd, I'd love to go out because that's the best way to learn. And you can lay the bike down, and, and that's what it's made for. You know, yeah. Take hits like that, so you just keep right on. From whatever. You can start on the little one, too. The little, <laughs> little, little 75 CC. <laughs> actually, I think it's a lot of fun. It yeah. actually gets, it gets up pretty good, so. My dad was riding it the other day. It was pretty funny. I've only... So... I've never ridden, a, like, a bike, a dirt bike. I've ridden quads before. The first time I drove one, I crashed into a mailbox. Because I was, like, six years old. Mm-hmm. And so my cousins got it for a... Uh, for Just a fucking... Right yeah, there. dude. So I got it for... So my cousin got it for a, a birthday gift. And... I would, like... I saw it and it was cool like I wanted to drive it but then I was like I, I saw one of them fall off like cause he didn't know how to fucking brake so he just jumped off the fucking bike just failed. yeah and so I was like eh and my dad was like ride it like just, just go and ride it like that's how you're gonna lose your fear right. I get on it and like I turn it on, I stepped on the gas, and like fucking three seconds later, I crashed into was the it, neighbor's. Was it a roll throttle? Yeah. Or was it <laughs> no, it was a roll. roll. And then fucking crashed into the neighbor's fucking mailbox. And it's I, funny because you see people freak out in the beginning, and their instinct is just to hold on harder. Hold on harder, yeah. That's a throttle, right? So yeah. you're just, <laughs> so just going gas harder. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I go, I remember I, I crashed into it, and I. I came inside and I was, had a fucking bloody nose and my mom was like, what the fuck happened? And I was like, I oh, tried riding the bike, but crashed into the fucking neighbor's, neighbor's mailbox. Yeah. Um, and then the second time, uh, some of my, my dad's buddies from work, uh, they have a cabin up in Ridoso and they, they have like several quads. So they invited us over to, to um, go out with them for like a weekend. Okay. It was a while ago. and uh, But there were those... Um, they weren't like the, what's it called? Like, the, I guess the sport ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they were more like those work ones. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, what is it called? 
like the generals and like the Polaris. Yeah, like there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, there so, was, so it was more like the UTVs. Yeah. Gotcha. Basically, um, they're pretty cool. They like to go. Well, they used to like to go uh, riding. Uh, out in the desert and they'll go hunt for like rattlesnakes and shit okay. so they'll do that with their yeah really well so i think or just to get them out of there no they would go they go out and eat they'd eat them because they don't they do that they like they like to go hunting so when they were not they're not in hunting season they'll go here and they can get like the the rattlesnakes i believe um Okay. But they'll eat them because they're one of those like they don't just kill for like sport. They're like, like yeah. the, whatever they kill, they have to eat it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's kind of, I, I kind of want to learn how to hunt. You gotta take me out shooting first. Let's but, go shooting first and then we'll go there. But I, I've never been hunting. No, no. no I want to learn. I've been listening to um, what's it called? Um, Joe Rogan had um, oh, what's his name? Cam Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Really. And um, I forgot the name of the other guy. And um, they were talking about like bow hunting and like all this stuff, and I'm like, I kind of want to fucking learn how to hunt. It like yeah. it'd be cool. And then Rich Froney started doing that too, and he's been talking about it, a lot of about it on his podcast. Mm-hmm. It seems interesting, but I just feel like it's like I feel like it's its own like domain too. Like 100. Like, yeah. like guns are like like a lot of fun too, and and you know we go out there and. You know, shoot at targets and, and bottles and stuff like that, and you just try to catch your reps, and you know, so you, you can stay sharp on that. And uh, but to hunt is like the whole process of like tracking the animal, you know, being patient, waiting for the right moment, you know. Then you gotta make sure you know how to like prep the animal and cut it up and make sure like nothing bleeds out into the wrong thing. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. We can get some guys in here that actually know what they're talking about, but. Yeah, I've always wanted to, to take that on, and uh, it'd be pretty cool. Cause I know, um, it was it Sean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's been hunting. I know but Roger goes a lot. Roger goes a lot. Yeah, yeah he likes it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in, he invited me once, but uh, I think he does. But they do um, rifles. Mm-hmm. They don't. I want to learn how to do bow fucking hunting? bow hunting. Yeah, that was cool. I feel like it's a. Uh, like you get more in touch with, like Nate, like being like in that primal type yeah, of like stuff. More, or, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like um, the natives, how they used to hunt and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. My my wife and my dad during uh during the pandemic they did a uh, they bought <laughs> so because so I didn't know this. My wife um, during uh during high school they had. Uh, survival classes that was like their PE so they, they learned how to bow um, like shoot arrows I guess and then um, they would learn how to how to camp out how to do like fires and all this stuff wait where was this in Iowa in Iowa yeah that and so I was, right. yeah but I was like that's fucking cool though like PE yeah. here was like fucking I remember like fucking teachers would fight with, with kids just to get them to fucking change clothes because they was like no I'm too cool for fucking PE yeah. and I'm like yeah oh. like over there like I was like they would get a grade like I think at the end like they would get like a grade on uh, after like they they go through like a whole sequence of Test that they had to do, and that would be like their final grade. And I was like, "That's pretty cool. Like, that's yeah, skills that you that actually need." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of so, like uh, when you post the, the videos of like the 1950s, like PE classes, and yeah. they're actually like ro- climbing up ropes, you know, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like kids don't—they can't even play dodgeball. But anyways, um, she, her, and my and my father bought uh, 
they both bought like a bunch of targets and they bought a bow and arrow and like a whole like they have like a whole kit that they both bought really okay like and a starter were, kit or something yeah yeah okay. and um they were like yeah we're gonna start we're gonna start practicing and like they had we had so much fucking free time we weren't doing anything and i remember it lasted about like three days maybe a week and you ask them now it's like where's your uh where's your boat it's like i don't know i don't know where that's fucking yeah I, I would imagine it's pretty tough and then have you ever heard or felt the the resistance on some of those boats yeah it's like, it's like no yeah. joke yeah. it's not no it's a yeah. fucking workout in itself mm-hmm. for sure and <clears throat> some of those things are incredibly expensive like like kind of like uh, I was shocked with like mountain bikes how expensive mountain bikes were dude mountain bikes are so expensive like just bikes in general now mm-hmm. I remember during the pandemic I was like I'm gonna buy I'm gonna get a bike so I can like go out on the road since it's empty like I'll just fucking go right <coughs> and so I went on I went on several different like websites right and I started doing my research cause I didn't know I don't know anything about fucking bikes and I saw Trek that was like the ones that were sponsoring the CrossFit games. I was like, oh, maybe it looks like they have, they know their shit. Yeah, my brother likes that. <laughs> Dude, I fucking I went on there, and like the cheapest bike was like nine hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I was like, do I? How am I gonna justify nine hundred dollar fucking bike? Purchase, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of cool because like <laughs> some of them you could get on like Facebook Marketplace and Crisis yeah. and stuff like that, and you could find some really good ones. Until you realize like the sizing is literally meant for like your your specific like height and weight and stuff like that, and, and so yeah, you gotta really like know what you're doing, I guess. And uh, I went up to like uh, in Albuquerque and to REI. Uh-huh. Uh, like the outdoor store and uh, so I was looking at them too because I was kind of interested and I was like man I think my dirt bike's actually was cheaper than some of these yeah. bikes you know so the what's it called um, there's a there's a guy I forgot it was one of the times uh, we went to San Diego and I was talking to him because he uh, he would ride his bike to CrossFit Invictus mm. And I was talking to him, and he's telling me because the the bike was like really nice. So um, he was training for uh, an Ironman, mm-hmm. and the bike I think was like twelve thousand dollars or something like that. Like the super narrow, yeah, like, tires like and, one of those fucking yeah. like super bikes. You're like in a attack yeah. position the whole time. Yeah, I was like, that's a whole fucking car, dude. Like, like carbon now or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like, uh, have you seen the? Have you heard about those um, those new running shoes that came out of like carbon? Uh, plate running shoes or something they're like I'm, do. I'm stuck on that concept so. <laughs> no they're like so um, Sean was telling me about them uh, they're like somewhere around like $300 I think might be less like, like $200 $300 <laughs> <laughs> but you'll only use them like once or twice they're for like marathons or like, like ultra marathons use, like, yeah wow. yeah and I'm Why like uh, so <clears throat> from what I understand they have like a carbon plate mm-hmm. and so it's supposed to help you like propel but after a certain mileage the the carbon plate starts to like wear off I might be butchering it might not be true but um, do you want they only have like used to, usually people just use them for like one race mm-hmm. um and that's it. That like you won't, no one use them again. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not spending two hundred dollars. Yeah, I was like, no. no. Like I, I think I'm good with like, uh, you know, finding a, a decent pair of uh, yeah, Ciconis and, and just using those. You know. Yeah. Uh, when I did the half marathon, I only used like a pair of Nikes. Yeah. 
What's that? I only use like a pair of Nikes, mm-hmm. and then those are pretty cool. I like I like the ones that are like they have that super aggressive like arch or whatever. Oh, the, I the, feel the like ones? when you when you plant, your drives you right into that next. But like the the did you ever see those um, <laughs> the the Skechers that was like to pump your ass up what? for the girls? Did you ever no. see those? They were like they're like a huge arch. Uh huh. And it was like a U. And uh, I remember uh, a lot of the... When I used to go to Planet Fitness and EP Fitness, when I first started doing... Like, started going to the gym. And I'd see a lot of, like, the older ladies yeah, would wear this. They're like, dude, they look massive. They look like a fucking... Um, like a heel? Or yeah. <laughs> they so would just kind of put you in, like... A- where your calves are like flexible time yeah okay. and so it's supposed to help your your ass look do you remember the, the shoes where like they had the weights on the bottom to like give you that vertical yeah, yeah. is that them <laughs> uh, they look like they look like them there was uh, did you ever see the I think they were for basketball they had like a fucking tra- like it's not a trampoline but it was like a plate yeah and there was, was the one talking about, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah did I remember those I remember my I think my aunt had some of those when she was um uh, she was training for for college and she was trying to get her vertical up and she bought like a pair of those and she was, she would swear by them that they yeah. would help her did they, did I don't know I never I never tried I was like I think I was like eight or seven years old so I, was, I remember like, being in high school and like seeing like the East Bay catalog and the yeah dude and I, was, I fucking used to love those like in Slam magazine you know yeah. and, and I was like I need to get those like a dunk <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I used to love the, those catalogs when I was a kid because I would go through like all the pages and like circle which shoes I liked and which ones I wanted to get and I'd never it's weird seeing like thinking back then what you think was expensive like for shoes and how expensive they got it now mm-hmm. it's like oh it's not like it's not that bad how, like you could just buy yourself a pair of shoes now yeah. but when you're like in high school or middle school you look at them and it's like oh I have well, to like I remember like, <laughs> like begging my parents for like certain shoes and it had the one with like the Air Max version oh, and then it had the one without the Air Max bubble <laughs> and I would always get the ones without the bubble without the, the bubble, bubble. Yeah. was it there was a I remember there was like a, a recall on those the Air Max when they first came out. Popping, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember like, that was like 2006. Seven. Yeah, yeah. They kept popping. Yeah, I remember that because people were running too hard on them and they would just yeah. pop or something like yeah. that. Or like squatting, like you couldn't squat with them too heavy. Or, yeah, I've, it's funny when people squat on like running shoes. I remember when I was like when before I started doing CrossFit or whatever and. Uh, I would use like running shoes and how unstable they were and I mm-hmm. look at people when they do that and I'm like, no, go, go switch your shoes out. I can't. I didn't do that thing. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like unless if you're... It's, if it's like light, like under 80%, like it doesn't bother me, but if it's like heavy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like... <clears throat> I remember when I was going to uh, EP Fitness and I would see guys like on those... Did you ever see the... What was it? The Nike Shocks? Yeah. Remember the boy commercials? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they would, uh, they would like squatting in those and because uh, they had like that, that elevation. Uh-huh. But I saw several people just fucking... Well, yeah, just really? Fucking, yeah. Are they actually like shocks in there or are they just like a plastic? Like... I think it's just a plastic. I don't know how truthful it is. Yeah. I, don't... I remember like my friends like, like going after them and like, you know, someone could actually afford them and they would bring them into school and we're like... Wait, they don't boing. Like there was no yeah. boing. Well, I think I think at one point they just became like a like a casual shoe that you'd want to wear. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember when I was in high school, yeah, like a lot of the a lot of the 
guys from the soccer team would just wear them for for like fashion I guess or whatever I remember that like the the K-Swiss days and you'd yeah. stuff a sock underneath the tongue oh dude the kids nowadays don't even know about the fucking the white long socks that you have to or fucking the ankle roll. socks <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotta roll them all the way down your foot yeah well now cause I remember back then I would fight with my parents cause they would get me like they wanna get me like the long socks mm. And then I was like, no, like I want like the no shows or whatever. Yeah, you, the least socks, you yeah. could show, the better. And yeah. then now it's like, you like now I just wear long socks yeah, the whole same. time. Same so, stand socks, and they gotta match the, the fit. They gotta match the fit, bro. Otherwise, it's it's not um, it's not fashionable. You gotta uh, feel uh, what is it called? Look good, feel Look good. good, feel good. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Um, what's it called? I was gonna ask you something about guns and the, oh. Um, well, I think we got lost because I veered off of bows into bikes, and that just kind of and that just went into shoes. Yeah, and then fucking. Um, I listened to the the podcast that you told me about from Joe Rogan with the oh yeah the guy about the guns. Right, um, New York. New York I think so. Like yeah, dude, that was a good podcast. I'm Super like, good, man. I liked it too because it was guns and cars. You know, yeah, that's like, yeah. Um, which I passed by the Hennessy factory, like coming out of Houston. Oh, really? And I got super giddy. It was like nothing but like like TRXs and Raptor R's and Bronco R's, you know? Like it was so cool. Uh-huh. Bronco Raptors or whatever. Yeah. yeah was- I think the. I like the Bronco, but I've heard a lot of bad reviews with like the because you know how like like your jeep and stuff like you know how they have the, you can take off the panels yeah, yeah. and stuff like the seals leak yeah and yeah uh-huh. um, and so the, the Bronco they've had a lot of issues with that because a lot of people have been complaining that the um, I heard that too I thought they took care of that the, I think that was first production like issues right dude there's like I can't imagine paying 70, 80 grand for a car and then it's get fucking more, right? yeah because <laughs> the Raptor because the I think the Bronco Raptor is like somewhere in the high like in the upper 90s close to 100 and then for it to fucking leak yeah during you rain think season it's like yeah. super vehicle and, and it doesn't even keep water out yeah. I like the have you seen the um the, there's this company that does uh, it's called I think it's called Apocalypse it's out of uh, Florida and they do like they do custom like transmission and everything they so they fly, like it's like Hennessy but they do six six wheels oh yeah 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 so it's like a six by six <laughs> yeah. yeah um I was watching some of those the other day and I was like damn those are dope but I'm like why like would you need it though it's like, like the <laughs> Velociraptors like yeah. Post Malone has one yeah so. I don't uh, the I think Joe Rogan has, has one too I think he has a well, yeah, he's got that TRX for the sure. The TRX, I, I don't know if he's got that six or six wheel drive. I think it's just the regular one because they they, mm-hmm. they give you like the option. I think to go four wheel or six. Yeah, I do. You know which one I really like that I never saw again. I think it was um like a limited edition. Mercedes had the it was a G wagon, mm-hmm. but it was in a truck, and it was a six by six. I don't have to look it that looks, up. It looks dope as fuck, dude. I liked it a lot, and I think like at the time. It was like the first time that uh, that they they had like those types of vehicles, and then after that, like uh, like they you got your redneck swap outs with like the yeah. the Dodge the fifteen hundred yeah, and shit. That one guy that built like that diesel Mustang and and rebuilt that Raptor and all that. That guy's crazy. Um, have you seen the videos of the guy with that red G wagon? He just like jumps it and just does everything to it. No, I've never okay, seen. I'm gonna it. send you those things because that that thing is just crazy. But, um, that's a G wagon. Oh, dang, that's crazy. 
It looks really dope, but that thing was like, you you literally couldn't. I mean, obviously, if you're paying that much money for it, you're you're probably not gonna put a whole lot of stuff on the back. Yeah, or oh, need to tow anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you have your beater, right? A TRX. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) But because I believe it started like at like. I think it was like two hundred thousand dollars or something like that, but the the bed of the truck was made out of like bamboo and like all this shit. Like it was like like super high end like materials that they used on the truck, mm-hmm. and there was only a certain amount that they made. <clears throat> and the way they displayed them, I think they came out on the um, the remake of uh, Jurassic Park, the Jurassic World. I think the first one. Oh okay. So the, all the like in those scenes, they were driving the. The six by six G wagon for the trucks and stuff. I know. I think I read that the this in Sweden. I think the that's what they drive for like the military. Like they have military vehicles like that, and it's a six by six G wagon. I was like, you can find. I think you can find. Um, so is it mostly like under contracts? Like I guess so. Yeah. Like you can find. You know how here, like you can get like a surp, like on the, if you go to like the surplus, like for government and stuff, you can find like the the old Humvees. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find like those, like those. Yeah, there's those a couple ones. guys from Mark that, that shoot. There's one guy that has a lot of them, and he'll just like part swap to make like one good one. You know? Yeah. And uh, but you can get them on uh, like uh, bidding, like uh-huh. on bids yeah. or whatever. This is what the parking lot was like, man. It was oh, crazy. Damn. So we just drove past, but I wanted to stop so bad. I like the... I like the TRX. I really like the new, uh, the Raptor, like the new body they gave it. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. Yeah, that redesign's crazy. It just looks like so wide and stocky. And then you just see like the suspension just like flexing up and down. It's just so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the Ra- Have you seen the new, uh, the new Can-Am Mavericks? They have, yeah. like, this crazy swing arm. Have you seen it? Yeah. It looks like a little spider or something. Yeah, like, a lot of people were talking trash about um, that they were going to break <laughs> and stuff. But then I saw, like, the Travis Pastrana videos where, like, there's him and, like, Brian uh, Deegan are just, like, mm-hmm. running through the to Glamis, I think. Well, it helps, the, it helps them go through, like, harder terrain, no? Because of, because of that? I think so. I think it just flexes, like, at a crazy angle. So. Yeah. And there's so much trail, like, uh what's it called travel for the suspension and it just it looks amazing when you see it but then i also heard that like now they're having since they're like rolling them out so fast they're having like production issues with like uh like the wells not being finished off on the frame oh, and shit. stuff like that so, so they're like breaking off and shit yeah well it's great cool. uh <clears throat> i think uh, I, re- I was reading this article the other day about a lot of like the like the cars from like 2022 and like 2021s that uh, a lot of them came out with like several like parts that weren't finished properly or weren't well maintenance because before because there was a what's it called there's a shortage of uh employees for like a lot of the factories because of the pandemic and shit and so so crazy yeah dude that's dope um and because of the because uh, of the shortage of people that were able to work, mm-hmm. they were just trying to like roll out the vehicles because they, were, they could. Yeah, because they were in high maintenance because everybody's getting the stimmy checks. Yeah, and they're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get a new car." Try to get as much as uh, they could. As you could at the time, yeah. <clears throat> they look fun, but they do. You can also buy a regular car for that price too. Have you seen the? Because um, I think Porsche and. Uh, Lamborghini and like all the European, um, like the yeah, so crazy. 
But that's what, yeah, that's why they can go through the fucking... Like everything. Everything, yeah. <clears throat> How much are they, though? I think I've seen them up to, like, 50. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even, like... <laughs> Rationalize it. You know which one? I, the first one that I saw like that was um, there's this movie from um, God. What's that name? The guy that name? Uh, Dex. Shit. Have you seen a uh, Without a Paddle? The movie. Yeah. For the friends that go out. Dex. Like was his name Dex Shepard? Yes. Oh yeah. He's a big time car guy. Man. Yeah. He's super cool and bike guy. I like he, that guy. There's a movie that he did with his wife, uh, and there's a, I think Bradley Cooper's in it too, and there were like criminals and something and like, the, he drives he drives one of those. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I saw one of those. They're pretty, pretty dope. That's from that that video. Damn. That branding and trash driving. Um, oh yeah, uh, the European the there's like a European market that's starting to grow because of the rally racing, but now they're doing like Lamborghinis and um, Bugattis with like it's like a like a trail edition where what? you can take them out. Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen like the that like Porsche's got uh, the nine eleven. Porsche's got the that nine eleven that's like off road and. Uh, they have like a Dakar version of like some of their cars and stuff. So yeah, cool. they're actually starting to make them like you can buy them off the lot like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you'd fucking take them anywhere. Dude, one of those fucking cars breaks down. Like if you have a Lamborghini and that shit breaks down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but like you said, if you're, I guess if you're doing that well, like it's not that big of an issue, I would think. But yeah. In my experience, like once you buy something nice, you have to take care of it. Cause yeah, dude. All your <clears throat> in it, you know? <clears throat> So. That shit breaks down. Like if something blows out on the fucking on the ro- on the trail, You're it's like you just might, might as well buy another fucking car at that yeah. point. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Unless you got, I don't know. Do they do insurance for those? <clears throat> I don't know. We're not at that level yet, so yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, right. Um, yeah, those are pretty cool though. Like, do you ever watch like Top Gear and stuff like that? Dude, I like the I like the. Um, Grand Tour, the one that they were mm-hmm. doing, it's like the the after he got fired. Yeah. Um, and then I think the they did, I think three seasons, and then after that, after COVID, they had like a fallout, and they just did like independent like movies, I guess. I don't know. I've seen it on Amazon where they yeah. have like yeah, like they have like their own series. Yeah. yeah. Two like uh, my kid loves uh, Captain Slow James May. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With the long hair, and so there's one called James May in Japan. Your man in Japan or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's super funny, man. But he, like, goes all around Japan and just, like, does, like, everything from, like, like building, like, animatronic uh, robots to, like, samurai swords. And it's just oh, really shit. funny because he's such a, like, like dork, you know? And, and he's, like, conversating with these people and, and trying to see what the culture is all about. So it's really cool. I like the, um... I didn't see that. I didn't see that one. It's crazy to me how fucking smart those guys are like when it comes to like when they're out on the road like I couldn't fucking I don't know if it's like I think it's production I don't know if it's production or not but I I thought because they they close a garage door the next morning they open it up oh yeah it's like completely done but I feel like they know what they're talking about yeah for sure they do I think I think some of them uh, they're definitely working on the cars but it's not just them I'm sure like they have the crew like alright let's prep this for tomorrow because they're running on a schedule and a budget and you know but but yeah, it's, it's it, I I think uh, 100% they're they're you know car savvy for sure. Oh yeah, 
I like. I used to like the Top Gear ones when they were in it, and then afterwards they try. I think UK tried to remake it without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they kicked him out. That was the dumbest mistake they could have made. Like I understand why they did that, but I think the mindset was a little bit too progressive, you know, and, and you know, but yes. with everything going on now, so as it is with everything, right? Did you see? Uh, well, it's like uh, Tucker Carlson. Clicked him out of Fox and then now he's he's got his, he's got his yeah, I, I did hear about that where he's he, like going like a he, wild now like with his own yeah, production dude. he yeah. had a I, th- I think uh, I saw part of it it was the uh, interview with uh, Putin that was uh, it was very it was interesting mm-hmm. but um, yeah it was a lot of like back and forth on like Big media, it's like, oh, he's just the like a puppet and whatnot. And like, two hundred years time, yeah. Well, no, 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 like they were saying that Tucker was like like a useful idiot and like that people were talking bad about him in Russia and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just crazy, man. I feel like a lot of that shit is just, yeah, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard for me to, to trust the media after like that whole. Year, yeah, 100%. And the, the next year, too, you know, it, it was really tough to like stomach some of that and not question it, you know, because yeah, like everything, even from like the vaccines to like the political stuff, it was like you really had to do your research to kind of really have a good well, and that, and then like everybody and their mother had a fucking degree on Facebook on what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with social media, right? Everybody has a voice, so yeah, I feel like, um. I feel like it's turned a lot into like, like podcasting is more of a, like people use that more as news now than they used to. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. And like, uh, for example, I think uh, Joe Rogan brought that up too. How like people are, you know, they don't rely on like the news networks anymore, and, and like they're going through, uh, like, I guess like independent media right to get their, their information and stuff like that so which i think is good too i think it's good for the public to be able to do that because if not you're being force fed one thing you know yeah 100 percent. there's a um, uh andy frisella there was a a clip i think it was uh they do that cti it was like cruise internet mm-hmm. and um there was a episode they were talking about the other day it was on um Shit, I think it was MSNBC or something. And they were talking about the fucking... The border crisis and shit. And so there was a a clip of, like, Biden saying something. And the clip cut off. And I guess the anchor didn't realize that she was live now like her microphone oh, was on shit. and so she said like she was like yeah this motherfucker's gonna start another war or something like that and so but they were like yeah like if you don't agree but they but when they ask them stuff like they say the complete opposite like they're right. like because they're on the network agenda yeah. they're gonna be they want that paycheck to put food on the table for sure but yeah I think uh the perspective is like really based on on the network and, and who really owns the network like you hear about you know big pharma owning it's just crazy to me how much fucking money has been made in the past like three was it four years now since the since 2020 like how much money has been made from the farmers well that and then like all the fucking because okay now you have all these like like the anxiety and like depression and all that stuff like got amplified because of it and then so like now people don't want to go out and talk to anybody they're just they'd rather be at home and 
I get it. Like it's fine. Like it's it's nice to be in your bubble for a while, but you, you have to like go out at one point because we. Right. I feel like as like as a as a species, we we need like we need to be able to communicate with others, have yeah that kind of energy to like move on, and then so they started pushing that, and then now like you have like the Ozempic stuff. That's like what the heck, dude. Yeah. Those, those are because uh, I I think. I think it's Weight Watchers was mm-hmm. prescribing Ozempic to like the people that were to joining. Kids, yeah. yeah. That's what I can't believe, you know? Like, how are they allowing kids to, to be on? Well, that's, a, yeah, that's like the worst part. Like, and then a lot of people right now, like, they'd rather do an easy fix than having to go and put a little bit of work. Right, which might be a, a big fix later on. Yeah, 100%. Us, you know, yeah. So. Especially because it's just like super early on into seeing why, why are healthy people taking diabetic medicine is what I don't understand. You know, so. I mean, it's, it's it's funny how like it's so quick to or so easy to prescribe medication versus uh, a lifestyle change. Exactly. Which a lot of times is free and sometimes cheaper than what you're already doing because I'm sure if you're not living a healthy lifestyle, you're spending money on restaurants, you're eating out all the time, you know, and. Uh, yeah, like a good good uh, friend of mine said, if you're not investing in your health right now, you'll definitely be investing in it later on when you're in the hospital. Yeah, dude, I think that's the like that's the worst part, like that a lot of people don't understand. Where it's like you're young right now, and yeah, you feel fine, but later down the road, like shit starts popping up, and it's like when you're sixty or seventy, do you want to spend your fucking days at the? clinic or at the fucking hospital day yeah well, it's just like a car <laughs> yeah. right if you're not doing yeah. the maintenance it's gonna break down eventually so. yeah 100 yeah. yeah a lot of people like it's just hard to like make people understand not make them understand but like make them see the like the two sides like right um like yeah you can go get a you can go get your ass lifted and like all that shit but we know you don't got the hamstrings for it we know you yeah, don't got, yeah like, when you look like a, a chicken leg you know it's, yeah it's kind of yeah um, yeah, dude, it's crazy to me how much money they've made off of that. And then, like, a lot of people are now seeing, like, the the pendulum swing back with all the side effects. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, this one chick that, like, her fucking, like, I think her asshole was, like, falling off. Like, it was, like, crusting off. <laughs> so, that's, like, I was just From, like, a Brazilian butler? No, 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 from, like, like the Ozempic and stuff like that. Oh, snap. And you're, like... I heard and, about, like, like... The digestive system just like slowing and shutting down, and uh, uh, like even like guys for like their, their testicles like going numb, and, and just like their like stuff just stops working the way it's supposed to. And yeah, I just don't think the, the body's uh, meant to take in or intake some of these you know chemicals and, and oh, no, stuff. it's like so it's crazy. Well, it's like the food that we eat, bro. It's like yeah, hyper processed, yeah. yeah. I was I saw this um, this reel today uh, from Chick Fil A and Popeyes. Mm-hmm. You know how they had that fucking sandwich war, like the chicken sandwich or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I remember like <laughs> when Popeyes came out with theirs, like it sold out like that. Yeah. So the, there's a guy that did a study on it recently, and he was trying to see like what they were making this the chicken with. Okay. It turns out that Popeyes had forty. Out of the 50 ingredients were man-made ingredients. So it was all just synthetic? Yeah. And then Chick-fil-A was 50 out of 50 were all man-made ingredients. 
And then you're like, well, the guy was like, this is like, yeah, this is why they're so popular because you're fucking telling like crack yeah, to these fucking literally. people. Like everybody's addicted to it. So yeah. that's why they keep coming back for that shit. Yeah, no and I was like, fuck, bro. Like, what are we putting into our bodies? But Are the Impossible Burgers still a thing? Because I remember that was kind of an issue too. Man. I'm pretty sure they are. But I mean... I don't, I don't get vegans, man. I'm not, I couldn't do it. I just feel like, <laughs> well, I, I get it. I get their perspective, right? But the thing is like to really get like quality, valuable, like protein and to keep your hormones like in, in check, like it's just hard like to balance that on, on that type of diet. I feel like. Yeah. Well, cause you can't, so you do like, you can do like the, the carbs, but then it's like everything else that you need in order to have balance in it you're gonna end up eating fucking processed food regardless right and then most of the stuff that they use to make them it's a lot more damaging to the environment and everything else it's kind of like yeah so you're kind of going the wrong way hmm, just to feel better when you look in the mirror yeah Yeah. for sure who uh because i know there's a i think it was a carnivore guy Mm -hmm. that he was on joe rogan he's talking about he's like yeah he's like if you want to kill more animals and kill more of the environment, go vegan. Right. Like pesticides yeah, and all this like, shit. Like, uh, was it uh, was it pecans? Yeah. Or almonds? Almonds take like, what is it? I think ten gallons of water per almond. Just to, to make to the make. fucking yeah. Like, I, thought, is they, insane, I thought they were milking the almonds, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, like it's it's like a seed, right? Like, how is that taking so much fire? That's ridiculous. Well, because well, yeah, because they have to go through the process of like yeah. Um, it's, it's basically like sugar water that you're drinking. Because at the end of the day, they add a whole bunch of additives to sugar. They say it's zero sugar, but I think it's like they have like sucralose and like all this other chemicals that they add to it. So at the end of the day. The milk that you're not drinking, right? And I mean, I get it if you're like lactose intolerant, but if you're just vegan, like yeah, a lot of that stuff, like you end up harming more of the environment. So it's um, it's crazy to see that, and then like, I think you kill, you could definitely kill more animals that way, and then a lot of the people that are vegan, like you look at them and it's like. Are you healthy though? Are you, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hate to put that out there, but yeah, I, I feel the same. Or, or like I've talked to people that tried it and they just did not have the energy to, to no. sustain. It's yeah. like uh, you, uh, I think uh, my wife was telling me about it. She ran into this. Um, there was, I, don't know, I don't think it was her. It might have been her, but or it might have been my sister. They were showing me an account with uh, animals that like their owners turned them vegan. So like cats or like dogs and shit. And they were like, they're they're vegan now. They're turning vegan because it's healthier for them. And they're like, these motherfuckers are predators. They are not. Like at the end of the day, they're still animals. Like they need the meat. And you see like, I think um, there's a lot of people that just went too far with that shit. I'm going to have to take a look. Dude, it's fucking like, it's ridiculous. Because you look at the dog and it's like... They look like malnourished. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, they look so like they look so bad, so depleted because they're not getting any fucking protein. Like they're meant to eat like meat yeah. and shit. Yeah. And. Uh, Whoa. That's weird. So what are they eating? Eating just vegetables and just like. They they yeah they make them like like a special food for them yeah. like. Yeah, they're they're predators or they're hunters now, like. Uh, 
like when you see like cats like looking at birds and stuff yeah. like that. Have you seen the videos of like the cat that like mimics like the bird sounds? Mm-hmm. Dude, that, that thing looks like so sinister, like it's just ready to go after it, you know? Yeah, I can't I can't see you taking that away from a cat. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like... Um, <clears throat> or a dog, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, oh, there's. did you hear that um, there was like a conspiracy theory going around with the impossible meats? <clears throat> no. That they were actually like human meat. That was being processed. What? No. Everything's a conspiracy, though, yeah, dude. dude. Like, <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole on that I'm, one. It was I'm pretty scared funny. I'm scared to get into Reddit and then like, go into like that. The rabbit holes? Yeah, yeah. just like the conspiracy things because there's, there's so much now. In the beginning, I used to like dismiss all that stuff like at first, right? And then like stuff starts rolling out and you're like, oh crap, like they were right about that? You know? Yeah. So... It's like, well, yeah, it's like with like all the fucking the Jeffrey Epstein and all that shit. Yeah. And like, it's it's fun to go down the rabbit hole until it actually turns out to be true and shit. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Then it becomes disturbing, and then you start yeah. questioning everything. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got aliens now and control your controllables, man. That's that's how I feel about that. Yeah. That's the problem that a lot of people don't like. That's why I think that's why a lot of people have anxiety right now because they try to control so much, yeah. but because we're getting overflown with information. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're like, you, you can only control what you can. That's happened to me. Like when, when I look at like, um, like the stuff going on in like, in like the Middle East and like Russia and stuff, and then you see all the border stuff going on, and you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. like. What if it goes south? Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? And obviously, you have to have like a so like get, a plan B. Get your reps in, mom, uh, yeah. So you protect your family. Um, in Texas, after all. Yeah, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we'll get out there, man. We'll put you. But uh, yeah, you like you you start overthinking of like shit. Like, what if what if this happens? What if that happens? Have you seen the movie uh, Leave the World Behind? No, my uh, Michelle was telling me about it. Okay, you need and uh, Isaac, I. <laughs> I like watching those movies, but uh-huh. then I don't because my fucking brain. Dude, if you're already like out. looking at all this stuff on social media, anyways, like at least like see something with some, some uh, what's it called, production value. You know? I, you know what's crazy that the Obamas produced that shit. They did. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, they were the ones that, that produced it. Yeah. What? They were. That's why there's. So after it came out, there's like a bunch of theories that came out because of it. Okay. Because the Obamas were the ones that uh, produced it, right? And then. Afterwards, there was like a an article that Zuckerberg was building like this fucking bunker in Hawaii, and it was like a three million dollar bunker, and then um, all these other. But so where they, I think where they started building it was in Maui, mm-hmm. where like the fires happened and all this shit. Suspicious. Yeah, Conspiracy. there was like a whole bunch of theories that fucking popped up from that shit. Um, but yeah I can't watch those movies cause, Celeste always gives me shit um, when we're at home and she wants to watch a movie because <laughs> she likes watching like good dr- drama movies and stuff like that yeah. I can't sit for two hours and watch a drama movie like I'd rather look at I just feel like just not, not that much you need, you need I need action or something uh-huh. <laughs> It's not that my life is sad, but I feel like the life around us worldwide is already, is already pretty shitty, like, yeah. with a lot of shit that's happening around us. Yeah, I get that so, perspective. Yeah. Yeah, my mom all- feels that way, too. Like, I try to watch, like, a darker, like, movie, and she's like, no, let's watch something happy or funny, you know, yeah, when the family I really- gets together, so... I'd rather watch something like I'll watch dark comedies and shit, but I can't watch like. Yeah. It was wow, what movie? Was, she was trying to watch this movie the other day. 
It's like, you never want to watch these types of movies with me. I'm like, it's not that I don't want to. It's just, I'd rather to. watch something else. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's kind of good, though, because it, it puts things in a perspective, you know. And, and I think uh, if you do go back and watch it, it kind of, like, each character in that movie kind of reminds you of somebody in society, you know. Like, this person just, like... All they care about is social media, you know, what's on and this other person, like, they're a prepper. So it's like one extreme to the other, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you, you, I mean, you turn on the news today and there's something going on all the time, especially here in El Paso, man. Now we have FitFam, like, it's better than the news and even the news is going to FitFam for yeah, like, their, their stuff. Yeah, that's funny, bro. It's but like, you see, like, violence. You see people acting erratically, you know what I mean? And then, so it kind of puts things in perspective, okay, like... And then look, if, for me to get to the gym, like it was a pain in the ass just right coming over. Do you imagine like a, a emergency response team? Oh yeah. Like the police, the ambulance or whatever, right? So at the end of the day, like you only got yourself in, in like an immediate uh, yeah. dangerous situation. So you might as well prep any way you can. And uh, I, I just, I mean, it's the Marine in me, but you know, no, to mean, be aware of surroundings and, and just to pre- be prepared, you know, because- And you know what's crazy? Ever since, um, we had that uh, that shooting that happened at the Walmart mm-hmm. here in El Paso. Um, <clears throat> every time we go into a store now, anywhere we go actually, first thing I do, locate the exits mm-hmm. and locate routes that you can use. And I'm just looking around the whole time. Like, I'm yeah. just looking around and it's like... Which is good. You should have situational awareness. But there's a lot of people that don't. There's Exa- a lot of people oh, yeah. that just fucking... They're just... But that that in itself puts you ahead of, of everybody else in a way, you know? And uh, even like the way where I sit at a restaurant, you know, I have to make sure I have a, a you know point of view where I can see both exits, like the front and back and who's coming in, who's coming out. And then, you know, sometimes you have to stereotype people to make sure that you know what's like, <laughs> yeah. in the area. You know, I hate to say it, but I no, mean, it's that's, true. that's what... Lon enforcement does that's what you know they uh unfortunately like you have to think like that in order to be effective you know uh in case of, of something popping off but um yeah I, I mean who's gonna save you You know you gotta save yourself yeah you gotta carry the boats yeah you gotta carry the boats i want to yeah i do want to get a i've been trying to get a gun but i want to get i want to get a gun but i want to get like um i want to do one of those courses for like safety for like weapons and stuff so that you know like like a I, carry co- yeah carry course? Okay. i feel like i feel like if a lot of people would do more of that they would feel more comfortable with there's, the- a, there's a bigger market for them now too like <coughs> yeah. for um you know pistol uh familiarity you know like like just you know getting familiar with the basics or anything like that and like i said man we can go out there and we can hit the reps and everything because a lot of people i feel like are uncomfortable with the idea of carrying a gun. Of carrying a gun because the understanding is like these things are gonna go off and it's just like you know it's something that's uncontrollable. It's, it's not like I mean I because like my my wife like she grew up with in the ranch like they would always be carrying because mm-hmm. it like if anything happens out there like you have like if you they would run into like fucking mountain lions and like different shit yeah, especially it's, like that yeah. yeah so they were like yeah you have to carry a gun at all times yeah. and I'm not uncomfortable with it because I mean like. My my dad didn't have one, but my uncles had guns and stuff, and so like they would carry them around. And so like I've seen them before. I don't get uncomfortable with them. It's just like me being able to handle it properly, right. properly. Um, 
is a big deal for me to like like I want to be able to be educated on it I feel yeah. like that's a responsible thing to do yeah, absolutely well I had uh, <clears throat> let me give you an example um, so I had the same kind of issue with one of my friends uh, he had purchased a gun and it was sitting there for like I want to say almost two years right and so I was telling him like hey man you got to be ready to protect your family and this and that and we all kind of bought pistols like around the same time and then uh, and I was like oh, I was like hey man when are you going to go shooting and he was like oh soon and soon you know and it just got progressively longer and longer and so I'm like, hey, dude, like, you got to understand, like, this is a, a tool, you know, and, yeah. and there's mechanics to this, there's mechanical components, like, this thing's never going to, like, go off on its own, and, and if you're in a bad situation, you want to be able to defend your home, your family, or if you're somewhere else, you know, you never know nowadays, all these shootings like, that are happening, um, and so I finally got the chance to take him out there, took him over to the wall, mm-hmm. and we set up some targets and stuff. And he was having a blast. Yeah. <clears throat> but the thing, the good thing that he got out of it was he understood the way the, the mechanics of the gun. He understood uh, weapon carrying rules, right? So in the Marine Corps, you, they're called a treat never keep keep, right? So treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Treat your weapon um, or keep your finger straight and off the trigger until you intend to shoot. Um, I'm blanking out right now. <laughs> keep your weapon safe, uh, unsafe until you intend to shoot. And keep your. Uh, we'll go back to that. Okay. Delete that. From Delete that. Treat every weapon as you if you intend to shoot. Never point your weapon at, at anything you do not intend to shoot. Uh, keep your finger straight off the trigger until you intend to shoot, and keep your <coughs> weapon on safe until you intend to shoot. Boom. There you go. And then. That's it. Those oh, are okay. your weapons. <laughs> but yeah, you you do that, and and you're gonna be safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you kind of like gotta treat it as. You know, if that thing were going to go off, so you never point at anybody. Yeah. You always point it downrange, and you're always aware of, like, if there's a round in the chamber or not. So, you're always claiming it. You're always making sure, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, after, uh, so I read that, the Tim Kennedy book. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I was like, fuck, I need to... I need to learn how to fucking use a gun and shit. Yeah, it's, it's just good, man. I think that we have the privilege of being in Texas where, you know, you're allowed to. Yeah. And I think that you should because the people that uh, that are going to do it no matter what, you know, don't have the best intentions. You know? Oh, yeah, so. 100%. Especially, like, um, so speaking of FitFam, did you see on, I think it was Saturday, there's like a bunch of, like, I don't know if there were... Uh, locals, or I don't know if they found the guys or not, but there was like a group of guys that was going around like the one of the outlet stores, mm-hmm. and they broke into like five or six of them. They just broke the glass no. and went into like fucking mm-hmm. steel stuff, and all sounds so that's because like, you know what I hate? I hate when people. The first thing they do is take their cell phone out to fucking record instead of do something about it. Right. And then she's like, what the fuck would you have done about it? Like, you don't have a gun. Like, you're not carrying anything. Like, what would you have done about it? And I thought I was thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But, um... Well, look at, like, what happened, too, with, like, the Chiefs parade. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, those people just mobbed the guy and then they they took him down, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, there's a, um... There's that. And then, like, especially since we're we're in the border and like all these fucking people are coming over dude like I get like and a lot of people are like oh like they're not there are these people that are filing asylum and all that stuff and then you look at all the fucking people that are coming through and now it's like all these fucking uh who was it there's like, like a the gang guys that, there's that like were a, up in New York that yeah beat up the that cop. beat up the cop and, and shit then and then got let go like later on dude they, they come out of the fucking uh, after they got they got released and they're fucking flipping off the camera and shit mm-hmm. I'm like 
That's not okay. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there's a spectrum, right? There's good yeah. and bad people, definitely people that are fleeing for the right reasons and trying to start a new life. But yeah, there's gonna be, you know, your bad apples for sure. Well, so what I was just, what I was seeing and listening was that a lot of like the people that are coming, there's a lot of guys that are coming in. There's like males, and then they're like from like the MS. Uh, gang yeah and like but that shit like I mean I've heard of I've heard about those since I was like a kid because they were like a huge thing back in like the 2000s but they were in like shit I forgot what country they were in but they were in South America and they were like a huge gang like it was like one of those like it's like a cartel basically okay. and then now like they're finding a lot of like their uh, connections to be be held like in New York and like Florida and like all these cities because the they're cities. coming yeah mm-hmm. and they're coming in and so and then you hear a lot about like the cartels too like they're they're coming in as well okay. and even then like the cartels are like I mean I don't know I guess <laughs> if you like want to put your tinfoil hat on right but you go back and forth with like the government and stuff right but mm-hmm. the like the MS gang and all that stuff like that's that stuff that's coming in recently and then you have like that one guy did you see that one guy that was like um he was like a head of like a terrorist group in like the middle east yeah telling that guy with the camera like, yeah you'll, you'll never or you'll know who you'll i am, know who I am. Yeah. yeah he's on the terrorist watch list yeah. yeah and then it's like you start thinking about it it's like well i don't know all these fucking people there's not that many families coming through there's just a bunch of guys yeah <laughs> well, kind of like like uh <laughs> we're talking about that podcast with uh, Jorgen and New York, New York. Yeah. Um, and how I, I thought that was like the perfect analogy on, on how you put oh, yeah, this. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, okay, so let's say like the border was your home, right? Because it is, you know, yeah. it's, it's our country or whatnot. And uh, let's say it was your home, you know, do you just allow anybody to come in and, uh, and or are you like back doing background checks or are you locking your house? You know what I mean? Or are you just going to leave the door open and let whoever wants to come in, come in? Because you really don't know who's coming no. in unless you like vet them. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a good analogy is, is to like think of the country as your home and, and, and then what perspective do you have then? Are you just allowing anybody to come in your home? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like are you putting down like a certain process to, to vet these guys? But yeah, so you, you don't really know and I think they don't have the capacity from my understanding to, to... You know what's crazy to me? How fucking out of date everything in the government is when, you, when it comes to websites and shit. You ever notice that? Like, so, um, I had to go, I had to do, uh, I had to do, uh, quarter payments for, like, taxes and stuff, right? The amount of time it takes me to fucking go in there and be able to actually do that, like, there's so many hoops that you have to go through. Yeah. And it's like, you, like, it's so out of date where it could just be like, bam, bam, bam. And you're American, you speak English, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, and so it's crazy, like, like, uh, and then you, you think of, like, all the people coming in on the process and stuff, and then... You're like, well, how the fuck are we, like, how are you not updating all this stuff? There's so much money right. that you could be spending on this instead of sending it fucking... At least making it an effective and efficient process. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I thought it was kind of funny, too, when I heard that, like, I think they were doing, like, some sort of registration to be, to be like, processed through or whatever, uh, and it was, like, a website. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, like, these guys don't even have clothes on their backs half yeah. the time. And how are they supposed to have access to, like, cell phones or computers? Well, they and- give them the cell phone. Oh. They give them... So, okay. I believe... You come in. 
<laughs> and then you get a cell phone, you get money, you get life insurance in some states. <laughs> so and these, then these homeless people should just jump just over. Just jump over and, and come, come over, back bro. Way, I guess, huh? Um what's it called? Uh yeah, there were so tin like there's uh on the end of for cell podcast we're talking about this. It's like fucking tinfoil hat, right? But then you start thinking about it and you look around. So the, he was talking about how it looks like a lot of the guys, like a lot of people coming over are like male, like military age males, right? And so he's like, well, what if they want to decide to activate them at one point? Like they give them training and shit. And then if like they want to activate them, like, what are you going to do? Because honestly, like we don't have fucking people that are going to fire. Like there's very few people that have combat experience because right. like the, most of the, the people that did, like they're like in their, they're like an older crowd now and with like dude look at the kids right now it's like yeah. <laughs> half of these kids yeah. are like they, on their oculus yeah bro now. and uh, but he was talking about it. I was like what are the sites to activate them and I was like yeah it seems a little far-fetched and then I saw this uh, this thing the other day that California wants to pass a law where if you serve if you're a, a legal migrant that came over you can serve as a military or police force mm-hmm. um, and you can get your residency and you start thinking about it, it's like, well, why would you give them combat training, first of all? Um, and stuff like that, you I know? Think, well, so I think the process, too, of, like, going through that training, like, really vets people out. Like, like you got to have, like, grit and, like, certain characteristics, too. You know what I'm saying? And if you're going to be put through that process, you have to have a background check. Yeah. Right? So you should be vetted. So I actually don't see that, that much wrong in that. But... Like, you got to have, like, a strong vet process because then you have, like, people coming in from different cultures and, and there's, like, extremists, you know. So, you never yeah. know, like, okay, like, this is my mission in life. Like, this is what I have to do. And, Because uh, you can't, like, I mean, there are people that can go through that fucking process and shit and sure. then just fucking, you know. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Right. But, <clears throat> but it has in the past. Yeah. So. So. Like, yeah. Uh, look at that officer in Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I, I can definitely, you know, think of some other ones too, but yeah, like, uh, even though, you know, that's what happened in Iraq and Afghanistan too. So yeah, kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, you know, closing thoughts, anything? It's nothing, man. I felt like we were just bullshitting like normal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it. Thank you guys for tuning in and, uh, we'll see y'all next time. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you.